0: This is a UC Public Policy Channel program from the Goldman School of Public Policy at UC Berkeley. Visit us at www.uctv.tv public-policy for more discussion on solutions for the good of all. According to exit polls, and again, we don't know and we may not know for a long time actually what happened. But according to exit polls, it seems as though many people said to themselves echoing and parroting what they heard on Fox News and from uh, Donald Trump's tweets uh, that he is a businessman and therefore he knows a lot about the economy and therefore he is better for the economy uh, than is uh, is Joe Biden I, I, now uh, you know that that's belied by the facts actually Uh, although up until the pandemic, the economy was doing quite well. It was a recovery that started under Barack Obama and slowed down under Donald Trump. Uh, Manufacturing jobs have almost not come back at all. uh, And the tariffs that Donald Trump used Uh, and also the tax policy uh, that he employed, those are the two big economic policies, Uh, both have hurt uh, average working people, not helped them. Uh, But uh, they, again, accepted what I consider to be a big lie. I think, first of all, you have a very, very large working class, people who are hourly workers, uh, most of whom have not had a college education or not a college degree, uh, who have not seen a, an increase in their wages uh, adjusted for inflation for 40 years. Uh, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety uh, among this very, very large group. Uh, and they seem to have, and again, we'll know more, but they seem to have uh gone with Trump because he sounded stylistically anti-establishment. He sounded uh, as if he was one of them. And Joe Biden uh, has been in politics for uh, 50 years. Joe Biden could not sound anti-establishment. That's my reading of it. Again, we'll probably know much more in the future. I think it's clear, particularly now after the coronavirus, how much of our social safety net is really in tatters. Uh, It was invented in the 1930s. It worked pretty well in the 1950s and 60s and 70s. But when we have a calamity or when we have a deep recession, uh, such as what we are having now or the 2008 recession, we can see there are just too many holes in the safety net. Uh, The changes that were made by Bill Clinton in terms of uh, welfare, uh, moving over the temporary assistance for needy families also uh, have not proven to be helpful for families in deep need, in in desperate need. And there are too many of those families right now. Uh, So it is time for an overhaul. Uh, I don't believe if the Republicans keep the Senate that we're going to be able to rely on the federal government to make that kind of overhaul, regardless of what Joe Biden wants. Uh, it's going to fall more and more to the states. Uh, certain states like California and the state of Washington, uh, Massachusetts, New York, will probably continue to be in the vanguard of overhauling these safety nets, uh, although they don't have very much money uh, You see, the irony now is that at a time when it is most important for the federal government to come up with a big stimulus package uh, and repair these kinds of safety nets and help uh, stimulate jobs with a big infrastructure program, uh, it's very unlikely that the federal government is going to be able to do that. Uh, So we're really talking about uh, a long-term Plan, a long term agenda. Uh, Maybe after the midterms of uh, 2022, or maybe after the presidential election of 2024, uh, who knows? Uh, But undoubtedly, uh, the safety net is one of the big uh, obstacles uh, to uh, this country being where it should be uh, in terms of equal opportunity, in terms of uh, overcoming the deep. Uh, frustrations and also the anxieties that so many people have right now that are completely rational I regret that proposition twenty two passed uh, I think it's one of the worst examples of how uh, a few big corporations with great stakes and profits uh, at uh, at issue uh, can Spend uh, almost unlimited amounts of money in this case over two hundred million dollars in fact, it was closer to three hundred million the last data I have uh, on uh, getting political changes that uh, are good for the companies but not good for the country as a whole. I think proposition twenty two is opening the gates. Uh, to employers misclassifying, reclassifying workers as independent contractors. And uh, it's not good for workers. I I think that uh, really Lyft and Uber uh, have pulled the wool over voters' eyes. Uh, It shows also the weakness of the proposition system uh, which was a very good system initially. It was a kind of progressive era reform in California at the at the turn of the, and the beginning of the 20th century, but it has been distorted and distended and uh, in ways that uh, the reformers never dreamt of. Most Californians who voted for it, I don't think they, frankly, I don't think they had the facts. I don't think they really understood uh, the ramifications of what they were voting for. Biden administration um, really is going to be handicapped if it doesn't have the Senate. Now, it may. I mean, who knows what's going to happen if there are runoffs in Georgia, two runoffs possibly uh, that could uh, theoretically give the Senate back to the Democrats if Joe Biden is president and Kamala Harris uh, is the determining vote in the Senate. Uh, So I don't want to close the door to that. Uh, But as a practical matter, it seems unlikely right now. Uh, And so the question is, what can the Biden administration do without the Senate? It certainly can reverse uh, the Trump uh, executive orders uh, that were very harmful to the environment, to workers, to uh, public safety, uh, to uh, many of the concerns that um, we have about widening inequality. Uh, also uh, can overturn many of those regulations coming out of places like the Federal Trade Commission um, under Trump, uh, supposed to be an independent commission, but did not actually act independently, the Labor Department, uh, and uh, uh, also uh, regulations that uh, were, were, were eviscerated under Trump's Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, so much can be done. Uh, the real question is: Can you go beyond that? Can uh, uh, can Joe Biden create more executive orders, more regulations that help reduce inequality? And in what areas could he? Uh, I think in uh, labor uh, and the Department of Labor, there could be more regulations. Um, Enhancing, for example, not only uh, the uh, level uh, at which workers are considered to be eligible for time and a half overtime, uh, and that there's no reason that the Department of Labor can't do that uh, by its own regulations, uh, but also uh, cracking down on employers uh, who engage in wage theft of various uh, various ways, and we know that they're doing it. Um, uh, cracking down on employers that uh, sacrifice the safety of workers uh, for making a profit. Uh, OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, uh, has been on life support under Trump and under the Trump administration. Uh, there are things that can be done and should be done in other areas of public policy, uh, for example, uh, it is possible in education and job training uh, and also going to uh, some of the environmental areas uh, to work on the, the, the catastrophe of uh, environmental uh, racism, if you want to use that term, uh, ways in which uh, a kind of lack of concern for the environment has uh, imposed the harshest kind of conditions on the poor, particularly disproportionately Black and, uh, and Latinx people, uh, there are things that can be done and should be done in consumer protection and uh, investor protection, uh, again, for the most vulnerable people who are um, uh, still uh, getting shafted uh, by uh, uh, financial schemes Uh, that make it very difficult for them to uh, get by. Uh, Not only financial fraud, uh, but also uh, the the ways in which uh, finance companies and big banks are using the kind of redlining uh, that they uh, have been officially uh, proscribed, prevented from using by law, but nevertheless are still denying uh, Black people uh, and brown people, Uh, the wherewithal, the the same rates that they give for, for example, mortgages uh, to white people. So uh, all across the board, there are ways in which uh, a Biden administration can improve things. Uh, The question is, how much can they improve things without legislation? Uh, There is also, in in addition to environmental racism and labor department, uh, the Justice Department can uh, change under a Biden administration Uh, to the point where there could be justice reforms in terms of uh, prison reforms, uh, prosecutorial reforms uh, that don't need the uh, uh, congressional action. A lot of this is a matter of how the criminal justice system operates, uh, and uh, again, although much of the criminal system, criminal justice system is under state law, uh, there are things that the Justice Department can do differently and should do differently. And maybe Joe Biden, even though he has a uh, a past that suggests, uh, and Kamala Harris as well, a past that suggests that they are prosecutorially oriented, uh, maybe. Just maybe uh, they have learned their lesson. Uh, I think in all of these respects, uh, the more that progressives can organize and mobilize and put pressure on the Biden administration, uh, the more likely it is that that administration will actually use executive orders and regulatory changes uh, to generate more, more just outcomes, uh, more socially uh, fair outcomes. If it's called democratic socialism, or if it has the word socialism in it, uh, I think we're probably going to have to wait another 50 years um, before a majority of Americans accept anything. I mean, yes, we we did accept in 1935 something called social security, um, but even that was a big, big fight. Uh, I think if we get... Uh, out of the ism category uh, and out of the labels, uh, there are many things that Americans want. Uh, In fact, uh, it seems if polls are to be believed, and I don't believe polls very much anymore, I didn't really, I was skeptical about polls even before these last two elections. uh, But nevertheless, uh, we don't have very much else to go by. Those polls do show a majority of Americans wanting Medicare for all, for example, or a single payer system. Uh, I think that we will continue to inch our way in that direction. Uh, With regard to a universal basic income, um, we'll probably see uh, some progress made on expanding the earned income tax credit in the direction of a universal basic income. Uh, In other words, uh, a, a larger and uh, more generous and more accessible earned income tax credit uh, gets us toward a universal basic income. Not, It doesn't get us there, obviously, but it, it gets us toward a universal basic income, and I can see us moving in that direction. I think that there's going to be um, a lot of skepticism on the part of a large part of the American public about government and government's capacity to do anything very well. And that skepticism, ironically, Uh, has been enhanced by the uh, hapless, if not malicious, uh, government we've had in the Trump administration. Uh, So once again, uh, sadly, ironically, paradoxically, conservatives and right-wingers are being rewarded for their own incompetence in terms of their theme that government can't do very much. Uh, We also are going to have the specter of a Biden administration cleaning up the mess left by a Republican Trump administration in terms of the economy and in this case, uh, the pandemic. Well, you may recall uh, the, uh, the administration of Barack Obama also spent the first two years cleaning up an economic mess uh, and the administration of Bill Clinton uh, in which I was directly involved spent the first two years cleaning up uh, another economic mess. Uh, so uh, sadly, and Again, paradoxically, uh, we are likely to have a situation where uh, Democrats' hands are tied because uh, Republicans uh, did such a bad job. Let's take the state level. I I think we are blessed, and I'm going to continue to express my values Uh, And it may be that people disagree with my value system, and that's perfectly right. People can disagree with that. But in terms of my value system, we are blessed being in a very progressive state uh, that is a very large state, a very competent government. Uh, It's not as progressive a state as many people perhaps wanted it to be, uh, given the results of a bunch of uh, propositions. But nevertheless, uh, it is a state that is able to do a lot. Uh, And I think uh, on issues of safety nets, education, uh, infrastructure, and the environment, uh, California will continue to lead the way. Uh, I think Goldman students uh, have a great deal of opportunity at the state and local levels in California, uh, all in, also in the state of Washington. Uh, the state of Washington, uh, I've been watching very carefully. It It's on the cusp of some major reforms, particularly with regard to fiscal policy and, um, and taxation. And, uh, Elsewhere around the country, there are some terrific places to be. Um, in Massachusetts, um, under Republican Governor Charlie Baker, uh, there is a lot of opportunity for major reforms. Uh, and Charlie Baker, Governor Baker, has done uh, some, a great job. Uh the um, the question uh, that is remains in my mind is what can uh, students do in Washington if they really do want to make change at the federal level? Uh, the Biden administration, as I said, uh, there are opportunities uh, to do things, but uh, let's not, you know, let's be realistic about the limitations given uh, Mitch McConnell and the Republican control over uh, essentially a, a kind of a chokehold, a veto. Uh, over anything coming out, anything bold and large coming out of the federal government.